Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Bucks presented by BrewHoop.com and sponsored by our good friends at SeatGeek. Download the mobile app for the best way to get tickets to sporting events such as the NBA and Bucks basketball as well as concerts. And tonight, uh, you know, we, we've dug in deep when the Bucks have played poorly. And tonight we get to dig in deep in a game in which uh, they were not great, let's say. Uh, I think they were no. very good offensively. They certainly uh, went with the, <laughs> the bend but do not break approach offensively, I guess you could say. Uh, but ultimately came away with their first road win, 117-113 against uh, the perpetually undermanned New Orleans Pelicans, I almost said Hornets, and Anthony Davis. They held Anthony Davis under his season average with 35 points. <laughs> um, and uh, ultimately, they allowed you know, Solomon Hill to quadruple, no, even more than quadruple. <laughs> oh, God. It was a uh, sextuple. Uh, he, I think, came in averaging three points and three rebounds, and he had 18 points. That's uh, not ideal. And, uh, but of course, because Sam, what did he have? Did he have six threes in that? last game of the season a year ago against he the Bucks, killed them that game um, well, well I think six sounds right yeah I mean basically I think he hit under 40 all of last year and then uh, decided to become a three <laughs> uh, I mean he's always been kind of a D guy then he became a three and D guy against the Bucks. and again basically I joked during the game on Twitter that that most of Solomon Hill's NBA points have come against the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> um and I mean, in fairness, you know, we we kind of joked yesterday about <laughs> who who was the second best player or the third best player in this game after, obviously Anthony Davis and Yadis Adetokounmpo, and uh, uh, yeah, actually the, we had a know, lot of Pelican candidates actually, tonight. Yeah, the, the, we had a number of candidates tonight from both teams. Um, you know, Fisher, my my fantasy buddy, twenty points and I think nine assists, uh, and and generally kind of did a real nice job probing. Uh, each one more at seventeen points. Um, but the Bucks got more from more guys, and you know they don't they didn't have Anthony Davis, but Giannis, Ho Hum, twenty four, ten, and I'm gonna say eight because the Pelicans uh, scorekeepers screwed him out of his eighth assist. Officially, he has seven right now, but hopefully that will be remedied. A uh, couple of blocks and Jabari Parker, twenty one points on fourteen shots, and I'm sure we can get into uh, what we saw from Jabari after we. Uh, <laughs> provided our uh, our our uh, prescription for for how you could improve yesterday but um i don't know what was the first kind of what's your first sort of reaction from watching that game I, I don't think there's any shortage of of guys who stepped up the the point guards as well delhi brogdon and uh, also playing very well and a number of guys off the bench also uh contributing i mean that's how you score 117 points but what kind of stood out to you the most from that game uh i was using the hashtag all night Hashtag actually pushing the ball is good. Um, <laughs> and it seems obvious, but 
actually pushing the ball is good uh, because that was where there was so much easy offense. There would be times where they would actually push it up. And lo and behold, that means Giannis and Jabari get layups and dunks because people can't really cover the Bucks in transition. Uh, so, so that was good. And like we mentioned, if you get the ball up quicker, that means you have more time to run offense. So if your first set doesn't work, well, then you can keep moving and you can move it side to side. And for the first time, I th- I'm going to say all season, maybe there was a couple times in that third quarter of the Detroit game. And uh, I don't even know if there's one in Brooklyn, maybe a couple times in the home opener where the ball moves side to side. There was multiple actions, a couple nice passes, and easy-ish baskets for for the Bucks. Uh, so that was really cool. That stuck out to me that they actually pushed the basketball, and we we've all been kind of waiting for that. And tonight they did that. Uh, also, they attempted the most threes in the Jason Kidd era in a single game. They attempted thirty-two threes tonight, and that is the- with Jason Kidd as the head coach. I feel like. I don't know if celebrate is the right thing that we should do, but that does seem somewhat significant. Obviously, if they shoot 11 threes on Thursday, um, maybe it's not so significant, but 32 threes is a large number. Yeah, and the funny part, is, I mean, this is uh, this goes back to something we've, we've said for, for a long time, that it's not just about hitting a really high percentage of your threes. Um, because there's value in taking threes even if you don't hit a really high percentage. I mean, obviously, if you go 0 for 30, you're going to lose, yeah. right? But uh, 10 of 32 is is not a great percentage. I mean, that's what probably right around 30%. But, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, when teams have to when, – when teams are expecting you to shoot threes, it does change the way they play. And, you know, again, it's no coincidence. The Bucks lead the league in points in the paint last year shoot the fewest number of threes and they're one of the five worst offenses in basketball. You know, I think, I think that tells you a lot about, um, you know, what you need from a makeup standpoint, uh, in terms of, uh, offense in, in the modern game. And tonight they took a bunch of threes and the Pelicans had to respect that. And then, you know, they were able to get a ton of points in the paint as well. 58, 38 edge there. Uh, interestingly, you know, as much as we, I think can say that the bucks played with better tempo, it wasn't translating into just easy buckets in transition. Correct. I think they were outscored 15 to 11, which is, you know, 11 is well below their, their season average. I think they were up 15, Per game or something like that coming into this game uh, in the season, so they're actually below average in terms of you know fast break points. But um, you know again, probably getting into sets earlier, uh, spreading teams out a little bit more. We saw staggering of lineups hey for a change. Um, you know, uh, Giannis was taken out. I think at the I want to say the six or seven mark, six seven. or seven a minute bit mark. Before seven. In, yeah, in both the uh, first and third quarters. I think it was at the five fifty mark in the third quarter, and then he came back uh, at around the four minute mark or so in both quarters, and they t- took Jabari out. And then uh, I want to say, is it? Am I am I right in saying that I think the first time the Bucks played without either Giannis or Jabari was at the end of the. Th- third quarter was it after Giannis kind of got into foul trouble I correct, think correct he picked up his fourth with like 420 ish I think left in the third quarter uh kid let him go for maybe I think just one more stoppage and then 30 seconds later they took him out so uh it took until about three and a half minutes left in the third quarter uh for the Bucks to have 
a minute, a second of basketball played without one of or both of Jabari and Giannis on the floor. Um, and yeah, it was significant. And I know when Giannis came out with seven minutes left in the first quarter, I think everyone kind of thought, oh, God, is he injured? Or two, <laughs> what what on earth are the Bucks doing right now? Why is he out? And it reminded me of, I think the first time Kid did something like that with Giannis last year was the Raptors game. I'm not 100% on that, but I think it was the Raptors game. Um, maybe a week or two into the season, and everyone kind of thought the same thing. Like, why is Giannis out, or is he hurt? Um, and yeah, the the staggering made sense, I think, for the most part. Um, obviously, you want to do whatever you can to keep one of those two guys on the floor as long as you can. And I thought, as the season went on last year, he figured that out with Middleton and uh, with Middleton and Giannis. And I think it looks like he may have st- figured something out on that tonight um i guess we'll certainly see on thursday if the bucks kind of use the same staggering pattern but uh that i think if Giannis doesn't pick up that fourth foul in the third quarter i think they probably go all 48 minutes with one of those two players on the floor yeah it was interesting because we were we were saying hey well, how about um take uh take jabari out uh midway through the first quarter and then bring him back to start the second and basically kid did the opposite which you know whatever it's fine with me um i think the interesting thing is putting mirza out there with jabari um and and, and monroe and monroe obviously defensively you have a lot of concerns about that um but offensively we saw greg's passing uh lead to a quick easy bucket uh, a little baseline bari for you eric oh yeah uh, in the first quarter, he's done that a couple times this early season. His passing has been a, a major plus. He had six assists in 17 minutes tonight. Um, I think he got Brogdon a layup in that first quarter as well. Um, and I think so. So it's kind of interesting. You kind of wonder, like, okay, so in terms of recipes, you know, maybe Kid was thinking that that Jabari needs Mirza's spacing. Uh, mm-hmm. At the other forward spot, more than Giannis, um, which which could certainly be true. I mean, if you look at um, you know using Chris as a as a proxy last year, Giannis was better and more efficient scoring wise without Chris actually, which is counterintuitive in yeah. many ways. Um, whereas Jabari scored slightly more but was less efficient. Um, so you know, which kind of makes some sense. Giannis is is at this point, I think, more capable of of sort of just you know getting buckets and and scoring he's a without, you know, he, yeah like, he, irrespective he can, he can adapt of who he's to with. whatever yeah. he's fine right um whereas uh maybe maybe jabari does need you know a bit more offensive punch um and so then we saw beasley playing with uh beasley who who also you know got buckets tonight right i mean we yeah. i always complain about beasley so we gotta tip the hat he he got out and, and made some plays tonight offensively uh with Giannis, you know uh, they had a, a quick 6-0 run in the second quarter to tie it with uh Giannis getting a steal and, and finding beasley for a dunk there um, which by the way so. i did not know beasley could do that Oh yeah, it looked like he was gonna like go up for a like a left handed. I thought it was a finger roll. Like I thought he was going up for a oh, yeah. finger roll there. I thought he was gonna go up left handed, sort of like you know coming in kind of sideways, like over the top. Yeah. And then he just went, jumped two feet and went to his right hand and finished with the right. I mean, he's always been very ambidextrous, even though he's yeah. he's a lefty. So I mean, whatever. Nobody's gonna question his his skill level, obviously. But that was uh, yeah, that was an impressive dunk. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Jabari uh, to kind of circle back to him real quick. You know, he kind of was still just sort of 
overly reliant on the bully ball thing early. He did take, I think, a couple jumpers, didn't get them early. Um, started to get it going a little bit. I think uh, he had that big dunk in the second quarter when the Bucks were making a little bit of a run. Delvadova had a great pass, yep. um, found him kind of going up the seam. Uh, and you could kind of see Jabari was like running in transition. And then he kind of turned it on a little bit, um, got open, and then just, you know, kind of windmill crammed it on uh, Hashtag was, actually but. pushing the ball is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and that that you know, and then he got a couple fouls. Um, he, he's kind of somebody when he bully balls it. Like it, it, there's sort of plays where I think you know if it, he he's not a guy who gets a ton of respect from officials, um, and he it seems like he's trying to put pressure on the officials to give him a call because um, you know guys have a hard time. Obviously, defenders have a hard time when he's kind of using that that strength of his to get in mm-hmm. uh, inside the paint, and uh, you know he could get probably more calls than he does and, and he got at least a couple tonight uh that got him to 12 points at the half and um hit those two jumpers to start the third quarter which was great to see and obviously something we'd love to see him do more of i think he's a little too shouldery for officials liking yeah if that makes sense like he, he does like to put the put a shoulder down both left or right um and leads with that a little bit too much and since he doesn't i don't want to say he's necessarily seem out of control because that might that's probably a little bit too aggressive but he does seem to be on that edge of being in control and out of control and he's always downhill uh yeah so i I think officials don't tend to respect that all that much and i think that is why he doesn't maybe get some of the calls that he should um but yeah seven free throw attempts tonight i think that's one of like 10 times he's had more than six or seven free throw attempts in a game so that's always a good thing to see um I have to say I just absolutely just loved Marcus Johnson begging, just begging for mid-range jumpers from Jabari. <laughs> uh, that entire first half, like anytime there was a Jabari replay, it didn't matter if he was dunking, it didn't matter if he was on defense, like Marcus was sure to mention like, man, really want to see my guy Jabari, uh, just take that jumper. Uh, so that that was kind of fun, and then the fact that it kind of got paid off in the second, where or in the second half, where Jabari does hit those jumpers, and it's like, yep, Marcus, Marcus felt pretty good about himself there. So that was that was that was interesting. Um, I guess another thing, I think, I find, I don't even know. It, the Bucks do really try to get Jabari involved, and, and I think. There's always kind of been this narrative that like the Bucks don't actively try to get him into games, and I, I've just never understood it because I don't I can't think of a a game that they've started without going to Jabari on the first possession or at least running some action. It could end up going to someone else, but it seems like they always try the start of quarters, the start of halves. It it doesn't really seem to matter. They seem to try to get Jabari involved. And I think it's the same thing tonight. Like first plays ran for him. Obviously miles screwed it up because he got stripped by Anthony Davis. Uh, But the second time they ran the exact same play, get Jabari a jumper. And you see them always working for post-ups for him. And I, I do think they, they do try to get him involved. I don't know if, again, we obviously recorded a podcast about this yesterday, I don't know if they've figured out the best ways to get him involved or necessarily what is going to get him going, but I do think they deserve credit for pretty much always trying to get him going. Am I seeing things differently maybe than than you? I think this year that's mostly true. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it. He's spending a lot of time um, 
you know, at the top of the key as, as a guy getting, you know, he's, he's setting more screens than maybe he used to. Um, he's getting a lot of chances catching the ball on the wing. Um, and, and that's probably the area where, uh, sort of the choose your own adventure stuff comes in and, and where he hasn't (laughs) been shooting or, or really using the, um, you know, the jump shot as, as a weapon. And he's been, maybe overly reliant or, or hasn't maybe read defenses well enough in terms of attacking. But, you know, again, in the fourth quarter, he made a very big play late in the game. Uh, he he caught the ball. I think it was Delvadova, drew a double team, picked up his dribble, and kind of wormed his way through the double and found him. Uh, he attacked, and I forget who it was. If it was Dante Cunningham, I think. Couldn't get over fast enough, and, and Giannis drew a foul, finished with his left hand yep. for, for the, the and one, which was a big play late in the game. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, it's just going to be a process. And, I mean, the main thing is you, you just want to see him doing different things and gaining confidence that he can, you know, in, integrate different aspects of his game. Cause he's never going to, you know, you're never going to be a huge scorer if you just do it one way. Um, yeah. and obviously the jumper jumpers important. We didn't see three, you know, three ball tonight really, but, um, but obviously that's the, the big one that, you know, if he, if he can do that. So, um, since you mentioned the three ball and one of the bucks young stars, I feel like Tony is this a Tony Snell conversation? One oh, of the Bucks young stars. Oh no, no, that wasn't where I was going. Uh, actually, um, we could, we did, we did release the Tony Snell doves though on the three. He did, <laughs> he did hit three, three triples, three of nine. So Steve Von Horn's uh, doves have been released for Tony Snell for in his uh, what third game as a buck. What did you think of that stretch of? I think it was the third quarter, maybe the second. No, I think it was the third quarter where Giannis ends up taking two, three straight jumpers in a row, mostly left wing, obviously unguarded. Um, because as I was watching it, all I could think of uh, was one of one of the first things I wrote when I was at Milwaukee Magazine was about how I'm excited for the day that Giannis and Jabari start taking bad shots. Whether or not they make them is inconsequential, but I wanted them to start taking bad shots. And I would say that like tonight was the first time where I saw some, I saw those jumpers. And I was like, Ooh, those might not have been the best shots. And then I thought, Oh my God, he's here. Like he's, he's finally here. He is willing to take bad shots. And I'm so, so happy about it. Uh, your thoughts as you watched him, uh, let those, let those jumpers go. Uh, oh, so it, you're right. It was in the third quarter. He took three of them in the span of uh, two minutes, I think, basically. Um, and he and and he did make a layup in that in that span as well. Uh, and I, I mean, look, they were basically. I mean, they were all open. I mean, oh, bad is relative. Like him. bad is relative. So, yeah, they were bad because he missed them, right? Correct. I mean, that, they they were not like Correct. pull up with guy in his face uh in transition um and the third one came with the bucks up so the the bucks were up and and again right after that the um uh um sorry it was in the span of three minutes so the bucks were up by 10 when he missed the first one at 9 30 the bucks were up by 12 at the 640 mark when he missed the next one the bucks were up by nine at the 618 mark when he missed uh the third one so i mean to me, you know, it's not like he's um, missing and then, the you know, that immediately led to uh, yeah. the, the lead evaporating, right? And the lead evaporated thereafter, but I think he actually left the game um, 
at, at uh, shortly thereafter yeah, as Beasley well. Came so, in for him. Yeah. So um so I mean th- he left the game with the Bucks up nine and then he came back uh, a few minutes later with them up three. So I, I mean I think some people might remember was, oh he's taking questionable shots and then the you know the the lead evaporated, but that's that's really not what sure. happened. So I'm I'm fine with it. And look, I mean you know, he missed, I think, an open one in the first half. He he got credited with a block three when he, you know, tried to throw up a desperation heave at the end of the half. Yeah. So, you know, that that inflated his his misses uh, a little bit. But, you know, I, I loved I loved that he took that wide open three from off a nice, you know, Del Vadova running that two man game late. Uh, that's just an insane shot that you, you miss those threes yeah. and then you hit that one. I mean, yeah, whew, that. If you if you were ever dreaming about Giannis becoming a star, like that's the kind of shot you're struggling all night, but you still have the confidence to shoot that. And yeah, that was that that was. I'm not gonna say that was a moment because they were playing the Pelicans and the Pelicans are bad, and it wasn't a game winner or anything like that. But ooh, that that was a large shot. Yeah, and that was and you know we saw the return of the mean mug for the first time in a while. Um, and and you just had to feel good for him, you know, because those are the kind of shots that, uh, you know, he can draw on moving forward. And, and yep. you know, he, he he doesn't have to feel like, oh, man, I'm, I always miss these shots. Right. Because he's he, now he's he's made some. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no problem with it. And again, it gets, gets back to what we said the other night. Uh, if you want Giannis and Jabari to hit, you know, we're, I think we we're talking about Toledovich in that in the context. But, mm-hmm. you know, same same is true as of, of Giannis and Jabari. If you, you know, if we're going to sit here and complain about Giannis and Jabari not taking enough three pointers, mm-hmm. then we can't complain when Giannis and Jabari take three pointers. Correct. You know, <laughs> especially when they're open, right? Oh, so, oh yes. Um, and they're going to be open. They're going to be open. So, so keep jacking. Keep jacking Jabari. Keep jacking Giannis. Yeah. Um, and overall, I mean, I think Giannis, um, you know, generally, I mean, one turnover tonight. Uh, as we mentioned, eight assists, ten boards, uh, twenty-four points. Had ten points in the fourth quarter. Played, you know, had uh, you know was a beneficiary of some nice passing from teammates as well. He worked the baseline a couple times. Um, had a putback. You know, this was just a very comprehensive, very good game from him. Um, I thought he played under control. Um, you know, had foul trouble. That was probably the one. You know, yeah. downside obviously. Uh, although, I mean, that one, that fifth foul. He may have gotten a little bit of body on Solomon Hill. That but was pretty like bad. That was bad. A clean block up top in transition. So it's tough, but look, I mean, you know, I think Giannis is now at like 23.3 points, nine and a half boards, <laughs> six assists if they give him that eighth one. Um, he's at two blocks a game. I mean, you know, still early season, but um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can't wait next summer when we can look back on whatever his numbers were this season. Because mm-hmm. um, if he stays anywhere close to where he's at right now, um, I mean, this is ra- this is rarefied air. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything. but Okay, so le- you mentioned a comprehensive game from Giannis, a, 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 very, a game to feel very good about. So let's try to do rapid fire on all the other things that you can feel good about in this game. We've touched on Giannis, I'd say. We've touched on Jabari. Um Beyond that, though, I don't, I don't know if we've really gone into all of the other positives. Um, so I'm going to take one, and Snell was three of nine from three, but I loved his quick trigger. The fact that if he had a sliver, and sometimes even if he didn't even 
have any space. He was going to let that three go. Um, and I really think that's what you want from that other guard that you're going to put on the floor with Giannis that other teams need to know he's going to catch the ball and he's going to shoot it. So we need to close him out or we need to stay close to him. Uh, I think that'll be huge. Obviously it'd be better if it was, if it was four for nine instead of three for nine, but I mean, you're going to take that 10 rebounds from him to assist. Um, I thought he was solid all night. He was a plus 12, uh, Tony Snell. Good stuff. I, I, I kind of want Tony Snell to be like, and I don't know if it's a poor man's a homeless man's, or maybe just a middle-class man's, um, like a Trevor Ariza type guy. Ooh, a guy okay. who is just jacking threes, uh, defending, and you know not trying to do too much with the ball. I mean, he did, you know, Tony Snell did put it on the floor and, and had a dunk in half court tonight, yeah. which Kyle. you know is not the kind of thing you expect from Tony Snell. He was two of three on twos, you know, five of twelve overall, three of nine on threes. So, I mean, not you know hyper efficient or anything like that, but yeah. um, thirteen points, ten boards, two assists, one turnover, plus twelve. Uh, tied with with Toledovich for a team high actually in the in the plus minus department. So I mean, if you get that kind of night from Tony Snell every night, you're going to be thrilled. Um, Della Vadova, I mean, Delhi was Delhi. I mean, the offense. You know, we complain so much about the offense. We complain so much about the Bucks roster construction, but that Della Vadova signing and kind of the way he's able to play off Giannis and Jabari and and these other guys. Yep. I'm I'm doing my I'm moi, you know you know like I'm I'm doing my Italian chef yeah I've got my got my my fingers together and I'm just kissing what Matthew Delvadova uh, is doing for the Bucks um and and tonight I thought that was a great example I think he he had a he, did he had a three in the fourth quarter as well or am I making yeah. that up no he did uh, yeah eleven five eight two steals had a big steal late in the game um just one turnover he was a minus eight um but. The flip side of that was Malcolm Brogdon, four assists, four steals, and fourteen points on ten shots. Um, I, you know, he was again very steady. And I think the big thing with Delvadova and Brogdon is that they may not be guys that are going to dish out ten assists in a night. They may not be the best playmakers, but they are going to keep the offense moving and they're going to get some of that side-to-side motion that I, I brought up earlier in the night that they might not be the creators, they might not be in the pick-and-roll, but they're going to get someone else into a pick-and-roll. They're going to make the pass that keeps the offense moving and keeps the Bucks' offense as a whole difficult to guard. Um, and their steady hands uh, are huge for this offense. So that'll be interesting going forward. Uh Mirza only played 12 minutes, and uh, the Bucks kind of turned to Beasley in the second half instead of Toledovich, I thought, in that third quarter for sure. Uh, I guess you want to reward Beasley for his the kind of breakout where they had that 6-0 run when he was in in the first half. Um, but Mirza was still a plus 12 in just 12 minutes. Uh, so he gave the team solid minutes uh, despite, I mean, it was eight points, two of six from three. Um, Mirza's going to continue to get him up, and I'm excited to see what happens as he gets more comfortable in the offense because I think he's starting to figure out what threes he's going to get and where he's going to get them, um, and that's going to be exciting to watch going forward. Yeah, and he had a big three in the fourth quarter as well. Um, and just one one other point on uh, on Brogdon and Della Vadova. I think you know we complain about the Bucks not moving enough, not you know passing enough. Um, 
th- those guys are important though because I think as teammate, you know, it, it, if you're watching a point guard dribble around and you don't think he's going to try to 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 make the right play or or make a pass, that's dispiriting to everyone. I think the the upside with these guys is you at least have um, you know nominal point guards. Obviously, Giannis is you know, also going to make passes, um, when, when guys are open, but, uh, but you at least have guys that I think, you know, players should be motivated to, to keep moving for and keep trying to, you know, work their way open. And, you know, just little things like Snell hit a three from the corner tonight, you know, Brogdon just, you know, again, he doesn't have great bursts. He's not going to, you know, generally we, 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 he did have that really nice, uh, um, kind that? of re- reverse one handed slam, which I didn't think baseline he was Brogdon, go. baby. Let's go. Baseline baseline broggy um that i think that's where that's where the 611 wingspan maybe uh comes yeah, in handy because uh he, he didn't need to necessarily you know jump too high but um impressive dunk from from the president um but you know brogdon got kind of you know into that second level of defense um drew the extra defender and and was able to make a skip pass and obviously so much of the nba game now i mean we we see this exploited in the bucks defense a lot but you know if you can get past um, you know, get to the, you know, get, get a, get a crease, force a second defender to come over, um, you know, create an imbalance, you know, create some gravity offensively and then, and then make, you know, a, a skip pass or make a simple pass to, to a guy open on the wing. Um, you know, that that's how you score points in the NBA now. And, and yeah. the Pelicans did a lot of that tonight. Um, you know, I think that certainly they, the, the Bucks gave up a lot of open threes. Fortunately, he'll missed a lot of them, especially in the first half. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that was you know that certainly was I think a big reason other than Davis just you know being pretty unstoppable. Um, but that was a big reason why uh, you know the Pelicans I think were able to stay in it. But um, who who else? Anybody else you want to? Greg highlight? Monroe. I yeah. mean, he he was he was solid. Six points, ten. I don't know. Sorry, eleven rebounds and six assists. And it, it was one of those nights where the passes Greg were making were really good and. Uh, I think he added a block to his total as well, and I, I think it would be pretty difficult to be upset with this version of Greg Monroe that we've seen thus far uh, in these four games this season. He he seems to be active defensively. Um, again, obviously he has plenty of limitations with his slower feet and not a huge wingspan, but he does seem to be giving effort, and his effort is actually fitting into the scheme like he's he seems to be he, he he probably just has a better grasp of the system uh since he's been here for a year now at this point um he seems to be generally pretty fine defensively obviously he's never going to be great um but he's been pretty fine um and offensively he's been a more willing passer this year i mean you look at six assists tonight and if that's the version of greg monroe the bucks have all year that's a useful player yeah, and and especially you know with without uh, again you know we can debate uh, Michael Carter Williams as a shot creator, but certainly with Brogdon leading the second unit offense instead of MCW, uh, you do you know have more shots for other guys, and mm-hmm. and obviously Greg is a guy that that you know traditionally has has taken those shots, um, but. Uh, but he this year, I think he has shown, you know, especially because his shot hasn't really been going um, his post game been pretty inconsistent there. But uh, but he is, you know, I think being unselfish, um, you know, his PER right now is a career high. Twenty five point three five, despite his true shooting percentage being a career low. Fifty point four. 
you know, he's uh, he's not rebounding at a really high level, but tonight he did uh, grab 11 in, in uh, just 17 minutes, so that was encouraging. Um, somehow he didn't get any steals tonight. I thought he might have deflected one pass, but... Um, yeah, I thought uh, he had his, a deflection, too. His, uh, his, his steal uh, uh, per game number Oof. is now down to... Only two point three in twenty two minutes per game, or not sorry, quite, that's what he's not Anthony Davis coming. level anymore. No, no, that's that's what it was coming into the game. So I guess he'll be down to one point eight after tonight. But uh, Greg Monroe playing pretty well, and uh, Michael Beasley also yeah. five and nine, twelve points. Um, he was a minus five, but you know I think held up enough um, that that he was okay. I was glad that Toledovich did come in in the fourth. Um, because he, you know, again, Agreed. I think, you know, Tladovich's floor spacing d- does have, have value even when uh, he's not necessarily hitting at a high level, but two out of six tonight. That, I, I, think that was a- I enjoyed the Beasley that gets to the rim. That's pretty cool. Um, rather than taking one dribble and deciding on a contested fadeaway jumper, uh, Beasley actually got to the rim tonight. And that may speak to New Orleans defense more than, uh, an attacking mindset from Michael Beasley. Uh, but if I get to see more of that Michael Beasley, I'm much happier seeing him in the game. Um, an interesting uh, development is John Henson. The Bucks are basically uh, <laughs> the Bucks are basically a uh, uh, like a bullpen at this point. <laughs> and uh, John Henson is is the closer. For yeah, for some reason he he, he, he does he doesn't play in first quarters but for some reason he tends to play in second quarters and fourth quarters. Uh, Plumley again, you know, I mean, I think Plumley gave it gave it a, a decent effort uh, defensively. I didn't think he was bad in the first quarter against uh, against Davis. Yeah, he got I think a couple of chances in pick and roll. Uh, was three or four from the line, oh of two from the field. Um, but uh, he had a great volleyball block. I forget who it yep. was on. Um, not on Anthony Davis, uh, but he wasn't bad. I mean, they were a plus one with Plumlee on the floor. And obviously we talked about Monroe in, in I guess, 18 minutes. So it was 14, 18, and 16 for John Henson. So those three, you know, there, there was no overlap between those three. They, they totaled 48 minutes. Yep. And Henson was just kind of trying to stay alive against AD. Had four fouls in those, four, in those 16 minutes, but... You know, again, it was kind of bend but don't break, um, and and obviously the Bucks threw extra defenders at him, um, and you know, good enough, I guess, is, <laughs> is, is what it ultimately was. Uh, anybody else? Rashad Vaughn did hit another three, um, had a steal, had a block, five points in seventeen minutes. Um, I, you know, I hope the, I hope we can, <laughs> if this is sort of baseline Rashad Vaughn, I think we can probably live with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, two out of four, one out of three threes. Uh, hopefully he can have nights where you know he gets gets hot. Um, but hopefully he can just avoid the grenade nights. But I don't know anybody else worth uh, noting. I think we've covered pretty much everybody. Uh, Thon and and Jason Terry DNP tonight. Jason Terry was back after a uh, uh, death in the family. So hopefully, um, uh, obviously wish him the best. But uh, but he's now back with the team. Yeah, we and, got everybody. We've probably gone way too long. Uh, but it was a good night, and I think both of us wanted to actually talk about. A good night something, and having a bunch of guys contribute like this is this is fun talking yeah and good test coming up on thursday against the pacers uh obviously a team that you know is is uh has higher ambitions than the pelicans but look i mean i i don't think the Milwaukee bucks are 
a particularly good basketball team. And tonight they played another team that, uh, you know, isn't particularly good. Granted, two out of the, the four Pelicans losses came against the Spurs and the Warriors. So, you know, again, I mean, they, they, they've faced some, some stiff competition. Um, you know, I mean, first time since 2003 that the Bucks win in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so they snap that streak. And I think more importantly, they play, uh, especially offensively, uh, a game that, that I think was not only more aesthetically pleasing, but just gave them a much better chance to, to win. And obviously they, they pulled one out. So, you know, at this point, no bad road wins. Uh, and especially seeing, obviously, a lot of guys uh, play better, I think, is is definitely encouraging thing. So, so yeah, so let's leave it at that. We'll say goodbye for tonight. We'll say thank you to our friends at SeatGeek. Download the mobile app to get those Bucks tickets, to get those Packer tickets, uh, and use our promo code LOBucks for sure. Get that $20 rebate after your first purchase. And uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are 500 again. So yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows how often we'll be able to say that during the season? Uh, but Giannis, Jabari, Delhi, Brogdon, uh, a lot of guys uh, <laughs> have allowed us to to say it at least once more. And uh, we'll see how things go on Thursday against the Pacers. For Eric Name, I'm Frank Madden. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Progressive brings you Flowetry with flow. When flow flows, she flows in the know. Mind ruminates the rates. Shown them all, I heed the call. Seeing the rest, I choose the best. Sometimes it's ours, sometimes it's not. When the fox walks, is it called a fox trot? That's a real question. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.